Would you look at that? Look what I got on right now. Elite Sports branded apparel. Is it because I work for this podcast? Is it because I created this podcast? Yes, to all of those questions and more. Uh, it's also because this sweater saved my life in Dallas because I was so cold. That thank God I brought this in my jacket, uh, in my bag. Uh, super warm, super comfy. Uh, most of all, it's squaring around. So you can support the show today. Go to EliteSports.com. Shop their full list of athletes, too. It's not just us on there. Use code SQUARE at checkout. EliteSports.com. Use code SQUARE. Tired of winning the tailgate but losing the games? We can't help that. But we can tell you what the hell is up with each team and what's going on across sunny San Marcos. Texas State fans, get on your feet. You're listening to Squaring Around with Jacob Rodriguez and Andrew Zimmel. Hi, it's Fat Bastard, piece of shit Andrew Zimmel, and co-host Jacob Rodriguez coming to you after a successful Season one. Season two, we have a lot of things we want to get to. We made you laugh. We made you cry. We made you celebrate in season one. Season two, there's going to be new enemies. There's going to be new pitfalls. New, new loves. New, new love. <laughs> new life. New life, yeah. Jacob loved and lost. I lost and then loved. What could happen in season two? Let's get into it. It's squaring around. What's up, buddy? Man, let me tell you. Uh, so I really didn't know how we were going to wrap up last season. And that was like the thing I was thinking about the entire time we started, like from episode one on. I was like, how the fuck do we wrap this shit up? How do we how do we do a podcast? And then the football team got good. And I was like, fuck, there goes like two months out of the year. We're just busy as shit. Fucking November and December rolls around. We're still covering this team the day after Christmas. <laughs> It was kind of miserable. I won't lie. Um, you are the person who has a jumbo jet and is like, I can't believe they're making me pay an emissions tax. Shut the fuck up. We won a bowl game for the first time ever. ever. And it's the coach season that Texas State ever embarked on. So we got to cover a lot of history last year, becoming yeah. bowl eligible, winning our first bowl game, beating our first power five fucking or yeah, fucking school. And uh, yeah, a lot of other stuff. Scoring 70 points in Bobcat Stadium, realizing that the broadcast uh, could be better, realizing that our that. podcast that's, could that's be not better. new. That's not new. That's not we new. The broadcast could be better. They they did, uh, I think, because we're going to get to it here in a minute New yeah. Year's resolutions as we record on the 10th of January. This, well, this is, is a perfect time, Andrew. I told you before we recorded this show, I was like, this is when people. You know, you might have relapsed on your sober or dry January shit. You might have already given up on your New Year's resolutions. But now is the time to tap back in. When you see our smiling faces, me mustachioed and Zimmel clean shaven on your screen. Jacob looks Jacob looks like he should be patrolling the border. Like, <laughs> looks like a Let me tell you, there's a lot of guys like me from the valley who are patrolling the border right Fucking now. Super trooper over here. Either through the state through the state funding them to do it or their own volition <laughs> they're on the border and they look just like me and you're you're fitting right in brother yep. no okay. uh it's funny you know that today is a is quit day as we record this 
uh, people quitting, you know, their stuff. Hopefully now they're, they're not quitting. Remember when the fucking NFL season was like 16 weeks long and it used to be like Black Friday and like every coach. Black Monday. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. When Black the coach got fired. Yeah, exactly. And they would get canned all the time. That I, I feel like that's what the transfer portal and the CFP and the extension of the NFL season and playing all these games on Saturdays has really fucked over is that the, the coaching carousel is a little less obvious. But what you're hinting to right now as we record this podcast what just dropped across the college football twitter sphere was nick saban out at alabama he says he's retiring he's going to eat his little debbie cookies in peace finally yeah jacob the thing about nick saban that a lot of people don't quite grasp is that that alabama job is probably the most sought after job in college football a lot of people are talking about how oh the expectations are really high, but you got to remember that every college football coach is a competitor. Everybody from Jeff Trailer at UTSA to Dabo Sweeney at Clemson. It does not matter. The entire treasure drove of coaches is wide open, including our guy, GJ Kenny. So I am very glad that Texas state got him on a contract because mm-hmm. how fitting would it be if like, God forbid something happened. And, you know, I don't think any of the coaching tree for uh, GJ would take the Alabama job, but wouldn't it be kind of wild if he went from winning a bowl game at Texas State to being the quarterback coach uh, at in Tuscaloosa? So I think it's a very realistic thing for some of the coaches around college football that I think every team needs to, who have not given their coach a contract, this will be used as a, a negotiating tool for sure. Fucking crazy, honestly, yeah. And you you can only hope you're like the Miami Heat and Eric Spolstra, who gave him his $120 million contract extension after his divorce filing went through. So I was really hoping Miami that Heat. Ish and I was really hoping that Ish and Craven were gonna run it back to us like middle of November. Cause that would have been peak. No. Um yeah, that does bring me to my next trick though. The one thing I am good at is pulling open records requests from the school. So I got GJ's contract. It's like a $3 million buyout after 2024. A bunch of incentives, a bunch of different things going into it. He's the first millionaire coach. And what I mean by that is he's the first coach to get a million dollars per contract year at a base salary, you know, excluding all the retention bonuses and whatever else GPA boosts he gets. Now, Nerd Jacob. Nerd Jacob. Let's really really nerd out here. He's getting a million dollars, no income tax for Texas. He's not getting a million dollars. He's getting like seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, it's like taxes taken mm-hmm. out. Of course. Yeah, depending oh, I, on what he does for his elections too. You know, he could opt for the government to take more out of his checks per year, so he's in a lower tax bracket. Totally, totally fair. No, smart. I just thought it was thought it was worth mentioning here, an election year, that GJ Kenny is uh, in his million dollars. Yeah, exactly. Before you got to secure that political advertising first, you know. Yeah. And the second thing I wanted was the the money for the coaching pool. So I think that's Which is super that important. Way. What is it? 1.6. Like, yeah, 1.6 million for the total. You can look at what it was in 2016. It was not 1.6, it was like 930 or something like that. That's ridiculous even for them. And if you're wondering, hey, how come we didn't have any good guys back then? That's why. Yeah, no, and the the big thing about college football right now on a coaching side of things is keeping your good head coach and then retaining his staff because in the wild, wild West of college football, you potentially can have an offensive coordinator who starts his coaching career as a GA or starts his coaching career as a specialist coach, like a wide receiver coach or running back coach. 
And you might think as a head coach, hey, in like five to ten years, or let's say, let's go two recruiting classes in eight years, this guy could be my OC. But he might not be there because a school like Sam Houston State could say, hey, we want you to be co-offensive coordinator or a school uh, like an FCS school might grab him too. So to have the money to retain the coaches is very important. 1.6 is good. UTSA is 2.5 though. And that is something that Texas State, I have to imagine when they knocked uh, the number up, probably thought to themselves, you know, hey, we need to get this in the ballpark. Because what you, again, don't want to have happen here is a situation where Matt Lefwich decides to go to UTSA, right? You want to have a, a position where we're paying our coaches a very fair salary and that they want to stay around San Marcos. Well, and that's where some of those uh, like coaching pool money and salary like things can get a little dubious because let's say a coach left, which did get an offer outside and then Texas state were to match it or something. Now, obviously that money is just going right back into that pool. So the pool becomes larger, but somebody else is getting a bigger percentage of that same pool. So it could really be the same thing. <laughs> like, you know, it's all the pie. Yeah. It's all, it's 1.6 million and that they are trying to divvy the pie as fairly as possible. But yeah. the way Texas state works, the way a lot of college football works and the way a lot of sports works is that the higher on the totem pole, the more of the pie you're going to get, the lower on the totem pole, the less you're going to get. Mm -hmm. uh, I imagine that a lot of these guys have meal plans and uh, school subsidized ho housing. So maybe a couple of coaches might be living in apartments on campus or living apartments nearby. I know some GAs deal with that. Um, hopefully that isn't the case in like a couple of years and that all these guys can afford to mm -hmm. uh, you know, do their own thing. Head coaches like in the past 10 years have just finally started to take their head strength and conditioning coaches off of food stamps pretty much. Do you remember when those guys were making like $15,000 a year? And then and they had other jobs like, like substitute teachers and stuff. Yeah. You have your strength coach. That's also like the head trainer, at like the local like mm -hmm. YMCA or the local fitness. And you're like, okay, so this guy is winning us conference championships, but also he has to like work on the side. Yeah, you're right. He, they're finally getting like fair wages. So unionize the coaching staff. Yeah, barely. So when, which is what I said about the Austin American Statesman in 2016. Like now you guys are trying to unionize. <laughs> Seems a little late. Anyway, uh, there's a lot of things to talk about. Let's flash back right now to the bowl game. Let's recap it just slightly. Let's talk about our likes, our hates. There's also a lot of other things to talk about too, though. There's Portal stuff, yeah, draft day. You got uh, you got the George Costanza. I got yeah, a lot of problems. I got a lot of people. shit to talk about because yeah. we have been off. We've been on like a two week hiatus because I think we went like more than a year doing this podcast without any time off. Pretty good. Yeah, boo hoo, work harder. Mm -mm. Yeah, no, it was it was a great time. Um, SMU's campus is still one of the prettiest campuses. Uh, in Texas, I, I put it up against any campus, even it's, with all the construction going on right now, even with the construction going on. And we joked, we said the difference between public universities and private universities is how clean everything is. Mm -hmm. Uh, you're spending a lot of construction money. going on. You're spending a lot of money. So you better make sure that those garbage cans are readily available. Um, incredible, incredible atmosphere. SMU has a, has a great stadium. It's a real shame that they can't put fans in that stadium. We thought mm -hmm. it was ironic that they had all the ACC stuff all over the place. They're really trying to pump their fan base up to join the third best conference in college football, maybe, maybe the fourth, um, when the dust settles here. Still had the American A on it? The Yes, the pros, the win, of course, the fans, of course. Uh, 
I really liked the weather. The temperature was like perfect. It was like one of those things. Fuck, where man, we talking about? I had a great time. I, I thought literally was, begged you to bring me a jacket. <laughs> I thought it was perfect temperature. I it felt like college. Thank God I brought my Elite Sports branded gear and apparel so I could wear. It's true. Was, it's true. Fucking ass off, dude. I thought it was a great time. I thought the weather was great. <laughs> I would. I did wear a full suit, so yeah. I had a great time too walking around with you. This is your first game back, and I mentioned to you this in the box, but you were like scaring the shit out of me because you kept asking me all these questions and being a real nervous Nelly. And I was like, "What the hell is up with Captain Anxiety over here?" I, been to a I was. Here's the thing. I was. I really wanted us to win that game. I really wanted us to win that game. And the thing is too is that like the first game I'm coming back. If we would have lost, we would have done the podcast and been like, Zimmel's in North Dakota, who we won eight games or seven games, and now he comes home, we lose. Yep. And I was I was concerned that my you would, bad... would have a worse curse than Craven. I'm better looking than Craven. So he's already got a worse curse than me. You both have glasses, um, you know? Both uh, white. Both have glasses. Both have uh, both, white man syndrome. Both college, yeah, both college football nerds. Um Nerd. yeah. yeah. I mean like I I was nervous we weren't gonna win the game, that but we did, and we we looked good doing it. And a lot of people were talking to me after the game that they thought Texas State wouldn't get the job done through the first two quarters. Going into halftime, I think they only had like a three point lead. They had a field goal lead. I felt confident out of halftime that we were gonna win that game, like pretty. And I think maybe you can agree with me that I was a lot less nervous in the third quarter and fourth quarter than I was. Oh yeah. Let me let me get my three hates off real quick. The first hate, we walked in, got our press passes, totally fine. There's so much fucking construction happening at SMU. It has also impacted the way in which you get to the press box. So we have to go up uh, three floors on an elevator, get off of that elevator, walk down a hall into this labyrinth, then go up two more floors on a separate elevator, then find our seats. I'm just saying it sucked. Second thing was when we got our food, which was just like Zaxby's or some bullshit like that. It was cold as shit. What and I was expecting? angry. What are you expecting? You're expecting like a five course meal? I'm not expecting a five course meal. I'm just saying when Texas State serves food, it's warm in the press box. And I appreciate it. Shout out Chris Coots. The third thing uh me and you tried to get on the field, not once, but twice. <laughs> and we were rejected both times by a very ornery stadium official. And you know, Which I'm not I totally at, not get. A, yeah. So the first time that was on us, we didn't have a special little thing or whatever. The second time, though, was when we were allowed to be on the field, like six minutes left in the fourth quarter. We were trying to go, and this guy was just a real stickler for the rules. And I was like, this would be the only stadium in America where I have not been able to get onto the field in, in my entire career as a sports journalist. Well, and I think that you checked the box that we should have been on the field. I think we should have got that yeah. start. I even told him, I was like, hey, man, um, like, I'm in a full suit. What do you think I'm going to do here? Like, I'm here for work. Yeah, like, I don't know. Can we talk about other likes and dislikes? Yeah, let's go. Carter Yates. Oh, yeah, great. We like we like Carter. Wah, 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 wah. I, I have Carter in my like bucket. I think he has me in his dislike bucket. That's my take. I think so, too. I would agree. Oh, hurt, hurts my feelings. So now Carter I'm like... CCTF. So if you're if you're not reading Carter, he, imagine like a very he's young so good. Mike Craven. But he's so good. He's out of... Better. He's better. 
He's way better, honestly. Yeah. Honestly, like <laughs> I mean, I Carter doesn't shit on Texas State all the time. Yeah. Uh, By the way, Mike Craven already shitting on Texas State in his football power rankings to start out the year. He has Texas State at what was it nine or something like I, that. I cannot wait to see his yeah nine. I can't wait to see his twenty twenty four all team preseason all team because with no Frank Harris, who will he possibly put at quarterback? It's not. It's just the quarterback position that he was like capping for. Oh, it's frustrating. One of my buddies was like, "Hey, man, national championship! If the Scooby Doo gang was there and they arrested Michael Penix Jr. and took off his mask, it'd be Frank Harris, (laughs) left-handed quarterback, multiple surgeries. Yep, sounds about right. Yeah, sounds about right. Um, no, I, I think that Carter was done with my obnoxiousness. I think that like the first fifteen jokes, solid. The next fifteen jokes a little less solid the next 45 he was like i'm done with this guy that just needs to be you need to be a better comedian you know you have a solid five you know you, you i can, don't think so i'm a i'm a when the red light comes on you got to get off the stage then i'm a quantity not a quality guy i'm gonna that's put up good. i feel like that's I'm, cool. I'm gonna put up like a hundred shots but like 10 of them are like fucking ball busters you know i don't, I don't think that's a good thing to do Hey, it's worked for me so far. Dude, like, uh, you know, that's what uh, Aubrey Graham did in Degrassi. <laughs> he just kept making fun of the same guy in the same way. And look what happened to him. Multi-platinum recording artist Drake? Yes. Yeah. I feel like I'm going to be okay. I'll There's a couple other things I want to talk about. First, the portal. Anybody watching that? Got a lot of people coming in and out of that. The most recent is Ashton Hawkins going to Baylor, reuniting with oh, really, Coach Jake Spavadol, the offensive coordinator now at Baylor under Dave Ramsey. Ah, I totally missed that. How did I miss that he went to Baylor? Because you hate Ashton Hawkins and you always have. That sucks. Yeah, I, I need kinda... a fucking Baylor Bears framed jersey for how much I fucking rode for Ashton last year. Honestly, no, exactly. Yeah, no, it's disgusting how much you rode for him. Um. I mean, good for him. I hope things work out. I'm glad that Spavadol is in Baylor because I like him in Texas. I and think we don't play him at all ever in the next like six years. I think he's a good recruiter. I think that he's going to do a lot of good stuff uh, over at Baylor. Um, so Sark goes to Alabama and Jake Spavadol next year goes to Texas after whatever fill-in guy they hire in the offseason. <laughs> Peter's out. No, that would be... I'll tell you, if Spavadol ever gets a head coaching job again... You know what's crazy, too? Because we, um, we play him in 2026. Texas. Texas, yeah. So whatever yeah, change that's... happens, if Sark leaves, we will get to the benefit. We'll get the do we all right, let's floppy seconds I'm, for Texas. Time out, time out, time out. Run this run this question back. Yeah. Sark goes to Alabama. Do we uh-huh. get his replacement or his replacement's replacement in twenty twenty six? We get to play his replacement's replacement. Yeah. The guy wouldn't last four years. I don't know. Texas is a hard job, right? They were you were saying earlier how Texas is like a great job. I think Texas is one of the fucking hardest jobs in the country now. I, I think that Texas thinks Texas is a great job. I would argue that Texas is one of the harder jobs. Like if you did a tier system, Alabama clearly number one, right? Ohio State and Michigan probably two two A and two B. I think Texas is in that like five to seven range ish, where it's like. It's a hard job. Like it's not a it's not a layup. That's a that's a job that like if you don't yeah. do well, they will let you know about it. 
I think uh, A&M's pretty good job considering they gave out like national security secrets for NIL money, basically, for Texas A&M Qatar. So. And I said that shit was going to happen a year ago, and it did. You said it, too. I, I told you, too. I said that I was going to happen. I said it. I've been bashing Texas A&M Qatar for a long time. Like, what are you talking about here? You fucking loser. Oh, I thought OPEC's oil money was going to affect Texas A&M more than you. Okay, got it. Cool. What do you mean BP here. didn't help those ducks with Don Soap? <laughs> uh, something that we're still watching, right? I don't have Instagram right now, so I ask Andrew Zimmel to keep abreast of all these situations. <laughs> but something we're still watching is TJ Finley. And whether or not he's going to fucking stay yeah. or go. You might know this name. TJ Finley has been at a couple of SEC schools, but has found a home Six, in San Marcos. Seven, an absolute monster back there. TJ Finley, a lot of fun to watch. Chuck that football around the field, isn't he? And he hasn't made a decision yet. He keeps advertising that soon, soon or whatever. You know, he keeps posting highlights along with all these other guys. By the way, Ashton Hawkins did the same thing. As soon as these guys jump in the portal, Evan King, other guys at Texas State who controlled the marketing stuff for Texas State Athletics, stop giving them access to the shared drive of highlights. Yeah, cut cut their cut their mic. Cut the, the, their change mic. the password. Change the password, bro. But could you imagine that group chat where you have the entire football team and then it's just like, say Ashton Hawkins left chat, and then the next text is from the social media guy, password change to like one two ABC, and then like TJ Finley's left chat, password changes, and then TJ Finley re-enters chat, and then it's like thumbs up emoji. You're like, hell yeah, we got TJ. <laughs> I would be, dude. I would honestly, if I was like a sophomore or freshman, I'd put all the guys who are like seniors and juniors, or actually the whole team, put them all in a group chat. And all the well, all the iPhone users, the Android users, go, mm-hmm. you can leave. But the iPhone users, put them all in the group chat, and then just every day be like, who has it better than us? Photos at the river, photos at fucking Chewy's, photos at Old Bain, photos in Alkek. Photos, Bikini Hill, and be like, why, why would you people ever want to leave this? And then you could totally leave in two years. But if I was a freshman software, I was like, I'm doing everything I can to make sure you fucking stay. We're building something here. I want to I want to win four bowl games. That would games. be your mission as the recruiting coordinator or what? What are you in this situation? No, as a freshman. I, I come in with staff, or I come in with uh, Gigi Kenny, and all of a sudden Gigi Finley wants to leave. Fuck that. If I'm a wide receiver, I'm like, no, no, no. I saw what you did this year. Your ass needs to stay, bro. Because I don't know what the next guy looks like. CJ Rogers out here, probably a great guy. But we talked to Brady and uh, Vit at uh, the bowl game. We didn't just talk. We had we had a night with those guys, reconnecting with like uh, you know old friends. That's what it was. Yeah, (laughs) we reconnected with old friends. They reconnected with some old enemies. They reconnected with some old adversaries. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) So they they had a great time with us. no, but like we talked to them and they kind of were like, you know, we couldn't have done this. It was kind of the vibes I was getting. So, though, it's kind of tough on those guys. But, I, anyways, if, if I was a freshman, I'm like, I don't want TJ Finley to leave. Keep his ass here. Shout out to Seamus O'Kelly. He was also part of that group that was out. So, he played that night. Then he went out with us. <laughs> and I was just like, Seamus, I've always wanted to tell you this. I followed your entire fucking career at Texas State. We haven't had a, a punter besides Seamus since 2019 which coincides directly with when I took over at the star for the sports. And uh, I was like, Seamus, I love you. 
He had a problem, and I told him that like he was the best player on the team, couple couple games, and that was a problem for him, for me, with him. Yeah, that's, I, what, yeah, that's, that's not really his, his fault. That was that's what his else. coordinator said too, Daniel DePrado. He was like, "I love Sheamus. I love uh, who's the guy that we had as a kicker? I don't even know because we didn't attempt yeah. that many field goals." But yeah, um, you know, James Sherman for a long time. Well, it's not James Sherman anymore. He's the director of football operations now. No, no, no. But when he was there, he was the the kicking. Yeah, guy. no fucking shit, Grandpa. All right, move on. Where was Tyler Jones? That's a real thing. Like I, I wanted to see more Bobcat because we saw Jeff Foster. Mm-hmm. We saw a lot of the football team. I wish I would have seen more. That's my he my got big kicked take. out of that bar too. By the way, that what is what is it called Frankie's or whatever. They kicked us all out at eleven. There was like a basement portion that Texas State had rented out, and then they also spilled up into the upper tiers. And the real Bobcats were escorted out of that place. Had the lights turned off on them, and then we went across the street and drank another who bar. Closes a well, I guess it was like what, like Tuesday night, whatever. I was gonna say who closed the bar at eleven yeah, after Christmas. <laughs> Is the only want to go back to their families. I get it. You know yeah. what? I re- retract that part. I get it. Yeah. No, that's the that's the shittiest part of that whole endeavor is that it was the day after Christmas. I wish it had happened the week before. No, the shittiest part was trying to find the fucking airport. What are you talking about? Oh shit! I totally forgot about that. Yeah, I didn't. That shit sucked. So Zimmel took me to the airport the next day after we drank all night. We came back at like two in the morning. I my we have to leave the hotel at 630 in the morning. So Colton McWilliams, Zimmel, me back at the hotel sleeping in one. Remember, one bed, one bed, two boys. What happened? Spread some rumors, everybody. Oh, yeah. (laughs) There's three of us. You decide who got the bed. You You decide. Yeah. Figure it out. Who was the cuddliest? Rumors will spread that way. But anyway, four hours after we get back from the bars, we wake up. Regrettably, <laughs> I didn't pack any of my shit. So now I'm scrambling in the middle of the, <laughs> the night to pack all my shit as I wake up cold. And, and Zimmel is getting his shit together, too. We all walk out into the lobby at like 645, get in the car. Zimmel, we have like a 40-minute fucking journey back to DFW, get to the airport. We're just going in circles for like 30 minutes. We can't find this fucking entrance. We keep going in circles, going in circles. 30 minutes goes by. Zimmel's gaslight goes on. And I'm like, Zim, we're not going to make it. I see the writing on the wall. I'm like, going to miss my flight, all this shit. So he pulls over to the Hertz rental cars, drops me off like I'm a refugee. I have to hitch a ride, go through that, go through security. Uh, then, thank God I was looking at my phone because I was on my way to the opposite side of the terminal, right? It was like term- like gate two or whatever. They changed my fucking flight to gate 99. So I hit the end of the fucking terminal and turned around and to fucking haul ass. And then my flight was delayed. So. That was the shittiest part for sure. I drove four hours back home after that ordeal. So (laughs) you be the judge, fans. Who had a worse night? Who had it worse? But at least we had a good night's sleep, you know? What are you talking about? Oh, yeah, never mind. That's another thing. Zimmo has sleep apnea, everybody. You learn a lot from your friends doing this thing. At one point, I looked at Colton, and I was like, I think I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> this guy. And no, not even that. Zimmo is going to die in the next three years. He doesn't get help with this. I don't know what to tell you. I got nothing. But yeah, good overall. Whatever. Um, Pro day. 
Brian Holloway and more people are declaring for the draft. At some point, we'll have a pro day. Maybe we'll cover it. They usually do these things very early in the morning, like 7.30 in the fucking morning. Yeah, that's morning. gonna happen. We're, we're... We need to get fucking San Antonio. I'm either going to have to ask for the day off or have some advanced planning at work here. So we will keep you fucking up to date if we actually end up going. Yeah, I was going to say, Jakey, you're on top of that because I am on the air at uh, 7 yeah. o'clock. So honestly, who effing knows? I missed it last year because it was, there's no fucking way I was going to make it. Uh, so Brian Holloway. I think mm-hmm. he's probably the number one guy in this. I, so too. I gotta hit up our boy Pat Coran, you know, Savion's old agent. See if yeah, he yeah, yeah. are on his uh radar right now. Yeah, that be that might be the move. Um oh yeah, Malik know, left I, to Arkansas State. Did you see that? Yeah, I was not impressed by that because Arkansas State yeah. had their season saved by a freshman. So well, I don't know Malik who Where'd that guy go? What the fuck? He's still there, I thought. No. So they're just like, fuck this guy. He's not the future. Uh, I think, yeah, I think, I no, I think Malik is going to go compete for that quarterback spot. No, you know what I mean. I don't know if, if I'm Malik, I don't know if I want to compete with that freshman. That guy was really no. Good. That's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't know why he would go. You got some old um, bones. So Jalen Rayner is still at Arkansas State, I think. Yeah, for now, Malik Hornsby is still going there. So anyway, that, I just wanted to add that Malik. No, spread some rumors. Um, so right now is the time of year where everybody's very high on their teams, very coming off of this like euphoric, you know, deal that we're all on. UTSA won a bowl game. We won a bowl game. We both still hate each other. Uh, this guy on Twitter, Meet Meet Media, says yeah. he will post a video of him tasing his nuts if Texas State beats U- or yeah beats UTSA this year. I don't know if I want to see that. But I want him to live up to his promises on the internet. Yeah, no. Anytime anybody wants to do anything to their genitalia about like a sporting event, like Mike Rabel, former head coach of the Tennessee Titans, talked about chopping off his uh his Johnson out of like if they won the Super Bowl. Johnson. Uh, all right, cool. I mean, I'm I'm woke, so I'm I'm here for it. Uh this dude talking about tasing himself. We have tasers. We do. We got it as Christmas gifts two years ago. He can sign up. I'm I'm down. I'll do it, bro. Like, but it's not. It's a one way street. I'm not getting anything tased on me. That's gonna hurt. I don't think he has. He been tased before? Does he understand what the body does when getting tased? Even our little sissy ones, you know, they're more like for show and they make a really loud noise than anything. Well, I don't know. You haven't been hit yet. Oh no, I got hit several fucking times after you fled the fucking country. I'm still here. I was taking those tasers for months. Good. Anyway, I brought mine. I brought mine out. I I uh, brought mine to a couple of sporting events. What? Make sure I got to the yeah. I made sure I got to the parking lot safely. Wow! Look at you, women's yeah. self defense item. Yep, I'm here for it. The college football playoffs have ended, and if you are not a Michigan Wolverine, you're probably not very excited with how your team ended up. Uh, especially if you're a Husky fan. I'm so sorry for you guys' loss. But you can still shop the greater lineup at Homefield. Homefield's got all the products you need. Uh, they got teams all across the country, not Texas State. But we're hoping to change that soon. So shop homefield.com. Use uh, Square at checkout. Zim, it's the start of the new year. Do you, want, do you have any New Year's resolutions? Not really the start. Uh, of the year. I guess it's already the new year. Yeah, <laughs> do I have that. any resolutions? Yeah. Are you keeping um, resolutions? I, I, I think that those, I, I think those New Year's resolutions are kind of bogus. I'm right. always like, you know, I think I, I have month plans and like 
six week plans and four year plans and stuff like that. And I, I try to stay disciplined to those. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, for the 2024, what I want is I want a conference championship from uh, in the East, women's in basketball. East <laughs> in, in the win, no, in women's basketball, I want them to win the conference tournament and go to the NCAA tournament. And I'm not asking uh, a 16 seed's fine. I want them to win the conference championship in the tournament. Regular season's great. I want to. I want a banner in Strand Arena. Um, I also very much want to make it to that that or the uh, the debate. The debate is going to be incredible at Texas State. So pumped up. I want to find a way to get there, either through the media or just as a bystander. Because the first time that a Texas university gets to have a presidential debate, uh, it's going to be fucking legendary. I don't want to miss out on that. And then finally, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a third thing. I, I just kind of... Like those are really all good. not resolutions. I mean, the first one is, but the other one isn't. I mean, I don't know. Go, go to the presidential debate. I mean... How is that I don't a go to a lot of things. I don't That's go to a lot of things. If you haven't been keeping track, I've gone to I went to one football game this year. Mm-hmm. I've been to zero basketball games in three years. You know what I mean? Like I feel like I think that's a good resolution. Go to more Texas State sports. Yeah, well, it helps that you're in the state now. So Yeah. They didn't play Wyoming. If they would have played Wyoming when I was in North Dakota, I would have gone. That's true. I made the drive. I uh I have what some is your resolution, Mr. Super Trooper. I have uh, some legitimate resolutions. I'm doing self-care and self-love. I'm trying to be a better CEO of me. You like that? So I get a lot of crap as like a bleeding heart liberal. People oh. are always like, oh, what are you, vegan? I don't look vegan. I don't know why people say that. But you are like, when they talk about the people who storm the beaches of D-Day, and they're like, this is a soft generation, they're talking <laughs> about you. You think so? Hundred percent, hundred percent. Why I can say some of that stuff though is because I'm brown and I have a mustache. Like, uh, you have to be sensitive to him. You don't know what he's gone through in his life. Okay, no? <laughs> you're not buying that shit. No, no, no. That's like, I'm not buying that at all. That's insane. <laughs> yeah, no. Self care and self love. I love that for you, Jakey. I hope no, that I'm you just trying are. to have like a better like life balance overall. You know, like it, I don't know. Yeah, after, year, after 2023, where it ruined yeah, your life. Last year, I freaking went that. off a fucking cliff for me. So yeah, overall, yeah. I just want to come. Oh, out. that's what we call learning from our mistakes. That's not a resolution. That's learning from our. That's like if I was a fucking like if I was somebody I had a heart attack and I'm like 2024. I'm going to lose more cheeseburgers. Yeah, I fucking hope so. I hope that you learned a lesson from the heart attack. Oh, I my work-life balance was so bad. It ruined my relationship of four years. I'd hope that in 2024, you'd be like, I want to be I don't know if that was the only thing, but it definitely didn't help. No. Some would say, though, that that covering Texas State's most season ever would be worth it. I mean, you can't take that shit back, right? Yeah. I mean, Anybody? Comment down below. Did I ruin my life? <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing, but uh, I've, I've really done some work in playing therapy on this, guys. The sad part is, is this is all fucking true. This is not a bit. Um but I want to talk about different resolutions each athletic team may have now. So football last year, we just wanted them to be okay, create some positive headlines. Yeah. 
uh, six and six. That's what we were at the very outset of this podcast. And they lived up to it. So where do they fucking go from here? Is it conference title time? Is it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that that 100% needs to be the next step is to compete for a conference championship. Now, competing for a conference championship, winning a conference championship are two very different things. Every coach will tell you that. But to be in the race in 2024 to win the West and then potentially win the Sun Belt is going to be big. Probably because this might be the last year we have our division. <laughs> I yeah. think that the divisions in the Sun Belt are going to go to the wayside like they've gone to the wayside in a lot of conferences in college football. So if you're a Texas State fan, I think the expectations need to be eight wins. Like, I think eight wins wins the conference this year. Uh, but it might need to be ten. It might need to be nine or ten. So I, I think that's a fair, fair resolution. I think you're right. Uh, you talked about women's basketball needing to to win a conference title. I think a very simple goal for the men. happening this year. I think a very simple goal for the men's team is to be healthy and actually come out like uh, on top ahead of the conference tournament, which we haven't been able to do in the fucking three years. So, yeah. I don't know. It seems like all these guys are busted all the time or we don't have our starting five or we don't really know what that looks like until the tournament time. I want to just know beforehand what the hell we're getting into. The most physical sport, football, Mm -hmm. we have a lot of injuries. Well, percentage-wise, too, because there's less players. So if you take out one guy, you know, like, it means a lot more on basketball side than it does football. We never had – we we didn't have any, like, major, like, I guess, ish getting – we we tore an ACL at the beginning of the year. But for the most part, like, the guys who played, played. Um, Basketball, I don't know. It's the same training staff, I think. I don't know what the problem is. Soccer, we love our guy. Uh, We we talked to him on Square Talks. uh, But I think – Soccer team needs to get back to its winning ways. That's fair. That's a fair point. They did show out pretty well, though. They had like mostly like true freshmen. They were kind of in the same situation as the volleyball team, which we did not They're, cover last year. That was all. They are them. built. They are built for twenty twenty four. I think yeah. the soccer team has a, a really good shot here to make a nice little run. An explosion under yeah. Steve. Holt. Um, volleyball really impressed last year. Again, we did not cover it on this podcast. Every year, but every year for the volleyball team is essentially just like yeah. it's no, it's no rebuild, it's a reload. So this is a big proven year for Coach Hewitt, though. I think you know this is like his whole team, this is his whole squad, and so he's like, I'm doing this shit my way. Did they go to the NCAA tournament this year? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So last year wasn't that? Well, I mean, they didn't get to an NCAA tournament. Remember, they got robbed. It was like their seniors yeah. that were like, we deserve this, but we didn't win at the end, so. Okay. So now this was the the year powered by freshmen again that took it all the way and then lost in the Austin Regional. Will we ever get out of that hell? No, but maybe that maybe that's the resolution. Maybe it's beat the defending national champion in Texas Longhorns. Dude, that'd be in, fucking nuts at Gregory Gym. Yeah, maybe that's the resolution. I know it's a high high bar, but no, you gotta win you, what three games? Where do you where do you go from there? Because our volleyball team is so good, you know. I I think yeah, but there is a difference between being great in the Sun Belt and being great on the national stage and winning two games at that regional would be ginormous. Track and field, always very successful. Another very successful team. I'll tell you what I want to do this year. I want to talk to our boy Dom Yancey. Some of the best tweets in the Twitter sphere. Track and field. <laughs> He's an interesting guy. So I want to talk to more of those guys more on their way to winning. Uh, being, I think they had like three All-Americans last year. We talked to one of them, Chris Preddy, uh, Cedricia Wynn, and then I'd like to have Chris back on. Yeah, Chris was a good hang. And now he'll be a sophomore. 
So it was a great, good, good time. Talking about what he learned from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. Uh, baseball. God damn it. We can't get swept by Louisiana. That's our resolution. Those guys hate us over there. Yeah, they had a tough, we had a tough time last year. I think that it's going to be revenge season for sure. Mm-hmm. Revenge season for Trouty and the boys. Uh, you and me have J- a date planned for uh, March already to go see the Houston College, whatever what is it, yeah. the Astros Classic. Yeah, we um we had a Jacob curse last year, and mm-hmm. I'm glad that that's kind of gotten over. But hopefully, it doesn't rear its ugly head again, where every team we talk to loses. I really have and to think think about it. really have to to thank Steve Trout for the success that Square and Around had because really it was me becoming obsessed with a baseball team last season that kind of led to us taking off and learning how to cover sports again and figuring out what the hell this podcast was supposed to be between me spreading podcasts or propaganda about Steve Trout all over the place week to week. I'm literally calling three games a week in North Dakota, you know, learning how to cover sports again. Yeah, I I just I, I was I was taking some of my first steps last year. You you put me in a great. It's like every time it's like we learn how to. It's like nah, dog. <laughs> what are we talking about here? Hey, you know, it's like Iron Man and uh, what's his like little AI buddy, Jarvis? Jarvis. Yeah, you're Jarvis. Am I Jarvis? I'm Iron Man. Because <laughs> I have a mustache. Sport. Okay, softball. Softball. You're going. To the, you're going to the uh, the the dinner. First pitch dinner, yeah. And uh, this year, actually, Texas State is hosting the Sunbelt Conference Tournament, so we, you and I will be at that for sure in the springtime. It'll be really cool. Yeah, it's uh, going to be a fun time. My New Year's resolution is to fucking watch more softball because I didn't even know you could run and pitch at the same time. Or what is it? Run and bat at the I same time? Remember when I was getting an education during the NCAA tournament last year? That's the worst. That's another education moment. How would you not know that you can slap butt? That's insane. Hey, you, you know. It happens. Yeah. Glad that Jessica's here for the entire her entire career. That was that was something I was concerned about with the transfer portal and stuff, but I'm glad that she's sticking it out. Spending well, especially time with all the stuff that she was going through too, like medically, you know. She Yeah, that's true. She's still through the summer she was going through some stuff. So it'll be interesting to talk to her and Coach Woodard again. Yeah. Get them on she had a really nice buck the other day. Hmm? I don't know if you saw that. She had a really, really nice buck the other day. Hmm. No, I didn't see. On her Instagram. Yeah. I'll put the clip. Uh, cross country literally don't know what they did last year can't be good though no i don't know let's keep it moving keep it moving golf the men's team won the nit for golf last year that was pretty sick and they shut us the fuck up uh women's team i think won a couple tournaments too also shut us the fuck up (laughs) i think just continue to doing that yeah for sure (laughs) and uh finally tennis you and i have said it before easily the worst team on campus so sorry, girls, but it's the same thing this year. Be good again. I linked with one of them on Tinder one time, like Whoa. we matched, and I was like, hell yeah, and then unmatched immediately. She unmatched so. you. Yeah. That sucks. But I don't remember. So it's just another loss in the column. So For like, them or you? For them. Oh, okay. Yeah. 100%. Would, now, you say you, would you say you drew in tennis when that happens, though? Because you got rid of a loser, and she got rid of a loser also. Move on. <laughs> That's all I really wanted to talk about today. We're just kind of getting back into the swing of things. Obviously, it's kind of the spring season. Uh, eventually, once all these sports are kind of up and running, towards the end especially, it'll be crossover season. We'll go to this fucking spring game. It'll be really fun again for like 
two weeks in the spring. But other than that, this show will really be based on basketball, uh, baseball, softball, and all the other things going bump in the night through the spring. And the presidential debate. Well, that's in the fucking fall. Well, come on. It's coming. It's yeah. coming. Lock in, dude. We're doing this like podcast in kind of quarters. You know, this is Q1 for us until like March. And then that's Q2. And then Q3 will be a really eventful year with football in the debate. Yeah. Elite sports and home field. Be keeping track of our metrics. Because yeah. let's, let's talk. Oh, um, I have a, one more housekeeping item before we wrap this show. I made some changes to our link tree. So now if uh, you click on our link that's on our podcast, uh, Twitter on X, at Square and Pod, uh, you'll get a main link to all of our feeds and stuff. Additionally, if you want to support the show, you can also click our link for Elite Sports and Home Field. That helps you go right to our show. There's also a link that'll take you directly to support our show. You can click follow on all the platforms and stuff. That also helps us out a bunch. So. Yeah, I just made it the whole process a lot easier for everybody by adding direct links to shit that I should have done like months ago. So yeah, um, you too too busy spending time in your relationship. Yeah, not enough time in the podcast. Exactly. Yeah. What was me? No. All right, squaring around season two off the ground, buddy. Can you feel it? We're taking off. Feel it in my loins. I'm excited for season two. Sweet. Thanks everybody for listening. We ain't got no budgets. We don't need no budgets. I don't have to show you any stinking bushes. Better not come any closer. Thanks for listening. New episodes out every Thursday. Follow the boys on Twitter. Eat them up. Eat them up. Eat them up.